welcome to Ricky Road Cycling. If road cycling is your new hobby and you want to be better informed to get more out of it, then this is the place for you. I'm Lexi Rose and thanks for joining me. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about bottom half wear. So that's shorts, tights, bibs and socks. So some of the same ideas as we had on Monday in the jackets and jerseys podcast, uh, they also apply here. So the different brands and different price points and also the different sizing. So I won't cover all of that again. Um, Also, as we said last week, it's good to mix up the brands for the reasons of expense and just variation. Also good to have different construction so you don't always have the same seams on the same bits of your skin. And I think that applies even more so for bottom wear. Okay, so cycling shorts. I used to think that cycling shorts meant that they're a pair of tight-fitting lycra shorts with a bit of foam for the seat pad. No, it does not mean that. Seat pad technology, this is a big subject. A lot of science goes into it. Uh, Different brands have their own variations on it and their own seat pad brands. Um, Oh, and just to say that, so a seat pad is also called a chamois. But for me, a chamois is something you dry your car with. So I always call it a seat pad, but same thing. Okay, as with jerseys, I'm just going to dive in a bit on Castelli and DHB just to pick out a few of the key points. So DHB use a brand called Elastic Interface, which they use across all their seat pads, all focused on comfort and performance, of course. Uh, So for DHB's high-end kit, they have their best seat pad, which uses a hybrid cell system. So yeah, told you it was high-tech stuff. Uh, And so this particular pad is made with three different densities of high density foam for, well, maximum comfort. And they say this mixed cell structure offers, and I quote, unprecedented elastic recovery and that the materials are breathable and help with moisture management. Then, as you'd expect, as you go slightly to the slightly cheaper range, um, a little less tech goes into it and less pricey materials, same with anything. And for each of their seat pads, they also state the approximate number of hours that you should be comfortable riding with that seat pad. Then with Castelli, they have a range of seat pads too. Um, They talk about various features like the four-way stretch of the top layer that provides maximum softness and keeps moving with your body to prevent irritation. Uh, Again, they talk about the high-density foam as being a key feature. Their Kiss Air seat pad is what I have in most of my Castelli shorts. Uh, And then the Pro Ghetto is another of their main seat pads. And so this this higher density padding is actually great. I really like that. Um, With with something that is low density, you you easily completely compress it the moment you sit on the saddle. Uh, But with something that is higher density, it's obviously much more difficult to compress. And so it sort of has that supportive and slightly springy feel about it. Okay, then pants or underwear. Well, you don't wear it. Uh, Who knew? Well, I didn't to start with. Um, I cycled for many months with underwear before I sort of found out by accident, um, overhearing a couple of fellow cyclists chatting about it. Uh, It's just not something that I'd thought about. I mean, I do tend to wear underwear, so it just didn't occur to me. Uh, For other sports or like going to the gym, you know, still wear pants. Okay, granted, maybe something a bit more streamlined than normal day-to-day ones, but it's just never occurred to me not to wear anything. Uh, so yeah, I was surprised by this. Uh, 
But then when you're in the know, it suddenly all makes sense. You know, of course, why would I risk the potential for fabric chafage or as your pants sort of ride up and then mix with the sweat? I mean, who would choose that? So yeah, when you're in the know, it's suddenly very obvious. No pants. In summary then, really, really worthwhile getting some good cycling shorts with a good seat pad. Absolutely worth the expense. You will thank me for this. Ah, and one extra thing I should mention, um, you can get like cycling pants. They're basically a seat pad in a pair of lycra-y sports underwear. Uh, I quite like the idea uh, as then they're transferable between different shorts and tights, but I don't know, I'm not entirely sure. It feels like one layer is probably the preferred option. So yeah, I was very quick to get good shorts and tights and have almost never suffered with being saddle sore. Although I must add, um, I think that's as much from having a good saddle too, which yes, is the subject of another podcast. Bibs. So what's the deal with bibs? What are bibs? Um, For those that don't know, they're where your shorts or tights have like straps that go over your shoulders. So no waistband and therefore the shorts or tights are cut a bit higher, sort of leotard-esque or suspenders, if you will. Uh, I have a couple of pairs of bib shorts. I like them, but for me personally, I'm probably happier in regular waist shorts. Uh, I'm not sure exactly why, just something to do with the feeling of being trapped around my middle. But yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm different to most on that one. That is probably a personal weirdism. Uh, And your average club cyclist, and certainly the pros, I'm sure would go for bibs. Uh, But why? Uh, So the main main points seem to be as follows. Um, So no waistband, so therefore no chance of chafing from either the increased tightness or extra seams, and no feeling of being restricted by a band around your middle. So yeah, maybe. Maybe that's true for some, but I've not found this to be a problem. Number two your shorts stay up and the seat pad stays in place. Well, now hang on. If you're relying on the straps and the bib part for this, then there's something wrong with your sizing. So no, I don't get that one. Number three, there's no chance of a midriff gap. Now, this is actually the only point I sort of agree with. Um, It's mainly true for taller riders, actually, who are wearing more of a race fit style jersey that the, where the cut is short at the front to reduce the, the bunching up of material that you would otherwise get. Uh, and yeah, off the bike and standing up, even for me, not at all rider, I'm sometimes conscious that there is a possibility of a little gap between the top of the shorts and the bottom of the jersey. But generally, the silicon band around the bottom of the jersey takes care of this particular problem. And finally, number four, shorts can expose your lower back to the elements. Again, if this is happening, then there's something seriously wrong with your sizing or the cut of the clothing or something equally wrong with the fabric and its lack of, uh, well, lycra. So again, it's a big point of personal preference, I think, and more specifically your shape and your size and what is most suited to you. But one obvious and significant disadvantage of bibs is when you need to go to the loo. Uh, Not a big issue in the summer when it's simply a case of just whipping off your jersey, but in winter when you have to take off several layers and it's cold and you're having to try and balance your jacket and jersey on the side of the sink, but you've got so much stuff in your pockets that that's quite difficult and so it all just 
falls off onto the wet and dirty floor, then it's a hassle. Although there are bibs that have detachable straps, but even so, it's still a bit of a hassle. As I said, personal preference depends a bit on as well if you're a man or a woman and just what you find most comfortable. But final point is that just because bibs are more popular with the keen amateurs and the pros doesn't mean that they're better for you. You can decide for yourself, so don't be embarrassed to say that you prefer shorts to bibs. So different lengths of legwear. Um, You can get a shorter cut of shorts, so like kind of mid-thigh length, I suppose. You can get a longer cut, which are more like just above the knee. And then you can also get a sort of three-quarter length tight, um, which can be quite nice for the, the shoulder seasons. But as soon as it gets a bit nippier out there, I'm usually straight into full length tights and usually um, thermal full length, which have that nice sort of slightly fleecy lining. Uh, And yeah, lovely just to feel a bit warm and cosy when the temperature starts to drop. So yeah, silicon grippers. Uh, You get these like you do in jerseys, this time, of course, around the bottom of the legs and helps hold them in place. Some brands have started being a little bit kinder about how they design the silicon grip. So if you have chunkier thighs, then they don't have a ring of silicon that kind of squeezes into the squidgy bits. Um, Now, some people call this sausage leg, but for me, sausage leg is more where you have got like chunky muscular thighs and this then sort of tapers in significantly at the knee like a sausage shape. But what I'm talking about would be better described as muffin leg. Not a problem for many of you out there, I'm sure, but for some of us, it is a thing. Uh, So some of the women's styles in particular don't have that kind of cruel ring of silicon and have something a little bit kinder and more gentle or have nothing at all. Um, I actually have a pair of DHB Moda shorts. As I mentioned on Monday, Moda is the women's specific style and there is no silicon. Um, I'm so used to having the silicon though. I thought when I got them, I thought, hang on, there's been a manufacturing fault here. They've forgotten the silicon, but no, it is intentional. I've only done shorter rides in them, but they don't ride up as you may expect. I think as they're a slightly longer cut too, that helps. But yeah, I really like them. And they're navy blue, which I love. So nice to have a change from black. Socks. Huh. Okay. What is this about? And why can't we just wear normal socks? Well, you can. I cycled for many years just wearing normal socks. Well, just like sports socks, but definitely not cycling specific socks. So they deal with sweat a bit better. They're usually a higher moisture wicking material. They're thinner than your average toweling style sport socks. And most would generally say just a bit more comfortable for cycling. So the the synthetic fibres that deal with sweat a bit better can also have antibacterial fibres woven in, which is obviously beneficial. And also just the nature of the weave and the high thread count means that you can get seamless socks, which is more comfortable, and the grip just feels a bit better so they don't fall down. But tech aside, the main thing for me is just that I like the cool designs, and there are so many different ones. So yeah, 
They're not going to change the world and they're not going to make you cycle better. But let's just say they're a bit more comfortable for cycling and there are some really good designs out there, which I don't think we should be afraid to admit that's a large part of why we like them. But gosh, when I was converting to cycling socks a year or so ago and I was doing my research, as I do, uh, and there are some really detailed blogs and forums on this, not just talking about cycling socks and the benefits of them, but talking about the optimum length of cycling socks. Wow, I'm not going to get into that. Just whatever length you like the most. Some are short, some are long, and some are in between. <laughs> oh, but a final mention. I've talked, uh, I talked about the benefits of synthetic fibres before, but need to do a shout out to merino wool, uh, generally accepted as just about the best material for keeping you warm with minimum bulk. So great to have a pair of merino socks to keep your feet a bit warm in the wintertime. Okay, in summary, invest in shorts and tights that have a good seat pad, definitely. Have a go with bibs if you want, but you don't need them and they aren't necessarily better. And finally, feel free to express yourself through your cycling socks. There are many great designs. Uh, I actually bought some new ones just a couple of days ago in a half price sale, only £5. And they made me really happy. So £5 well spent, I think. And I would say they're just a bit more comfortable for cycling than standard socks, but not an essential item. Okay, that is it for this episode. Don't forget to tune in on Monday for our final August podcast, which will be on safety and insurance. A very important subject, but a little bit dry. So I'm going to try and break it up with a couple of lighter bits and just a few general items to follow up on previous August podcasts and just a few stats and some overview stuff as we will be one full month into rookie road cycling. So thanks for listening. Hope you've got something to take away. Don't forget to tell people, share our love for cycling. Please follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And you can also find us on LinkedIn and of course the website cyclebean.cc. Stay safe, rookie roadies. See you next time.